In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler, Spirit of Truth, you are everywhere present and fill all things. Treasury of all that is good, Master of life, come, dwell within us, cleanse us from all stain, and save our souls, O good one. Mary, cause of our joy, pray for us. Amen. Now we're going to look at chapter 4 in John's Gospel. It's going to be all about the Samaritan woman. As soon as I say that, everybody has in their mind an image of this woman, Jesus, meeting at the well and uh, talking. If you remember so, since some transitional remarks, then the account of the meeting, then they talk about water, then some real Samaritan themes alluded to, perhaps. Go call your husband. I don't have one. And all of a sudden, the discussion is about, Sir, I see you are a prophet. And then about where to worship. And the disciples come back. The woman, Samaritan woman, shunned by her neighbors, probably. That's why she's there in the middle of the day in the heat to draw water. Now, she's the evangelist of her town. And then the sequel to her testimony, the whole town believes. And the wonderful thing about it is, these Samaritans take in the Jew. When I try to describe the enmity between them, the bad feeling, it may help. Uh, it's just a small point, but it's an important one. So, uh, the text begins, when Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard, quote, Jesus is making disciples and baptizing more than John, though Jesus himself was not baptizing, rather his disciples, Jesus left Judea and went off again to Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria. Those first four verses set the scene. Jesus knows now that the Pharisees have heard about his activity. Previously, he had been baptizing. We read that in chapter 3. Now it says he isn't. He may have just assisted so as not to cause more competition between what his disciples and he are doing and what the Baptist is doing or the uh, enmity of the Pharisees. In any event, um, he stopped. When he heard of all this, you see, he left Judea, that's in the south, and went off into Galilee. Now the text says he had to pass through uh, Judea. The had to there, uh, Edi, means God's will, the Father's plan. It isn't a had to. Here's Jerusalem, here's Samaria, here's the Jordan River, and here's the Mediterranean coast. Geographically, Jesus had three routes he could have gone either up the Jordan Valley, up the coast, or right up the middle of the country, which would be through Samaria. And that's the one he picked. So the had to is like the Father told him, go this way. Maybe he already knew why. So he went. They came to a town of Samaria. I should perhaps say some words about the Samaritans. 
Tiglath-Pileser in the north, he came to the north, conquered the first, the, the part that then talked about in Isaiah 9, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. Later on, the Assyrians came and conquered all of the northern kingdom, transported all of them out. This was their, their occupation policy was to um, move all the uh, conquered, or the leaders of the conquered people out and strangers in. Those strangers knew they were not liked. Therefore, they had to be loyal to Assyria to survive. That meant administration was pretty easy. And that's uh, how the Samaritans got there. They were a mixed lot. It's a very interesting text. Um, if I can find it quickly, uh, in the book of Kings, where it says, um, um, I'm not going to find it quickly for you, so I'll, I'll let it go. Um, uh, where it tells us, the book of Kings, they came, and some of the Jews came back, and so there was this mixture of the pagans and the Jews, and they were all pretty mixed up. And of course, despised by the Jews, who said we're the pure race, whether they were or not, they thought they were. And uh, so there was bad blood between them. Huh? That's why that story, when our, our Lord talks about the priest and the Levite, who leave this wounded, dying man on the side of the road, and a Samaritan comes by. Now, he's going from Jerusalem to Jericho, so he's no Samaritan. That means Jerusalem here, Jericho in the valley, and Samaria is up here. So he's no Samaritan. And a Samaritan comes by and takes care of him. So then, because he's answering, by this parable, he's answering the question of the theologian, well, just who is my neighbor? You love the Lord your God, blah, 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 and your neighbor as yourself. And he's, so then Jesus says, well, now, not who was the man's neighbor, but who was neighbor to the Samaritan. Turns the whole question around. Uh, I mean, to the, to the wounded man. And the answer is the Samaritan. The man couldn't say that. He says the one who took care of him. But he could. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. That's, the question isn't who's a, who's a neighbor to me, but to whom am I neighbor? And the answer is everybody. And so, he had to pass through Samaria. Okay. He came to this town of Samaria called Sikar, which is about a mile north, a little bit less, of this famous well of Jacob, which is still there. And the water of it is delicious. Hard to get to now because of all the, the Muslims live in that part. And it's hard to, there's tension, as you know. It's hard to get through that way now. Near the field that Jacob gave to Joseph, his son, that's referred to um, in the book of Genesis, this buying of the land and giving it to his son, Genesis 48. Um, there was at that place this well of Jacob. So Jesus, tired from the journey, was seated as he was at the well. Now just think, don't you, all you biblical scholars, know how many times is there a wedding proposed, a marriage proposed at a well? Moses sat down. Uh, he helped the, when the Egyptians tried to stop the women, the sons of the daughters of Jethro. He drove them away, helped them water their flocks, and they went home. 
And Jethro says, what did you leave him there for? I mean, hospitality brought him home. Ultimately, he married um, one of Jethro's daughters. Then, the servant of Abraham. He's at a well up in the north. And he says, Lord, the young woman who comes out, and uh, I ask her for a drink of water for me, and she says, I'll water you and all your camels. Well, these camels drink a lot of water. I mean, to, to lower that bucket down, pull it up, well, that's going to be an hour's work. Um, and she said, so the girl comes, she says, just that. He says, that's the wife for my master's son, Rivka. And so it begins, you see. So now we have Jesus seated by a well, you see. And it was about noon. And a woman from Samaria came to draw water. So everybody who knows the biblical tradition is saying, I wonder what this is going to develop into. You see, Jesus said to her, give me to drink. Now she said, you know, his, by the way, his disciples had gone off, the text tells us, gone off to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, Judeos, a Jewish man, ask from me a drink, a Samaritan woman? And then John explains the second part. For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. They don't share food, don't share drink, they don't share plates, they don't... But it's deeper than that. This is the Middle East. It's the middle of the day. There's nobody around. And you, a man, start a conversation with me? That's never done. That's never done. Now, we live in cities. Hello, how, where's 4th Street? You know, not over there especially in the country. I remember once a friend and I went out to Taibe, which is a small town northeast of Jerusalem, not far. Took the bus out, got off the bus, because we wanted to see a, there's a, the best example of a first century house still standing is there. So we went to see it. He was much more into archaeology than I was, but I wanted to see the house too. So we got off the bus the bus made a circle around the piazza, sort of, and it was going to come over here and pick up passengers. There were two young women waiting over here for the bus. At that time, in uh, uh, the land there, uh, in Jerusalem and Israel, the Jews were kind of looking around for where they could get some more land. And so, the, obviously, the Palestinians were very well, angry. We got off the bus. We're obviously not Palestinians. So these two women look at us with dagger eyes. We've come to their town to take a look at it, to see if we can get any land. I knew that. I could see it in their eyes, you know. Well, I'm no expert in Arabic, <clears throat> but I prayed. There's a greeting in Arabic, marhaba. It means literally, well, you have wide open spaces, but it means welcome. So I looked at them, and I said, Machaba, meaning that you have wide open spaces. We're not here for your land. She caught it, one of them. She looked back at me, and she said the response, Machaptein, you have doubly wide open spaces. That's all there was to the conversation, two words. So I didn't really break the taboo, but I couldn't leave those two women. They are so angry at us. So but every time I read this story about the Samaritan woman, I think of that machaba, machaptein. 
and they got on the bus and left. So that's what she's saying. Jesus doesn't explain anything. He says, if you knew the gift of God, the gift of God. In the Bible, especially the New Testament, the gift is the Holy Spirit. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, John is a master of misunderstanding. Kidie, Lord, sir, it's not Kyrie let, yet it's just a, a fresh Jew now making this strange promise. You have nothing to draw the water with and the wall is deep. Where will you get this living water? Well, Mayim Chayim means water that moves. In a, in a hot country, you're always a little bit suspicious of water that's just sort of there. Got bugs in it, you know what it's got. It's moving, it's fresh, it's alive, it's drinkable, it's good water. So that's living water, but it has, comes with all the overtones, especially again, of either wisdom or the Holy Spirit. And so, um, where are you going to get this water, this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? You see, uh, it's the first time that she answers him. She doesn't, the text um, doesn't say anything. Give me a drink. How is it that you would you not sir anything? All of a sudden now, Kirie, you see, she's interested. Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us his well and he drank from it and his sons and his cattle? Now notice how this conversation develops. And we'll pick that up right after the break. 